Well, on Sunday, we started a discussion involving the matter of patience. This time, what I want to do is develop the entire story, or at least most of the story, so that you get to see the picture of where God is in the middle of the difficulties and problems and disasters that the children of Israel are facing. I don't want us to see them left in Egypt. I want us to see them coming out by the power and authority of Almighty God. And maybe you remember the story, but let me just refresh our memory for just a second. God came to Abraham hundreds of years before where we find ourselves in this story. And God was talking to Abraham and he said, One of these days I'm going to do something special in the midst of your descendants. If you look in the book of Genesis chapter 15, verses 13 and 14 read like this. Then God said to Abram, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs and will serve them. And they, the people of that land, will afflict them 400 years. And that nation whom they serve I will judge. Afterward they shall come out with great possessions. And we talked about this Sunday how God had a plan and a purpose for what was happening to the children of Israel. It wasn't that all of a sudden God saw his people sitting in the midst of slavery in the middle of Egypt, a place they had no business being. And it wasn't that God threw his hands up and said, oh no, what am I going to do now? Hundreds of years before, God was telling his servant Abraham, this is going to take place. It's not going to be a fluke, but I'm going to orchestrate the whole thing. I'm going, to, I'm going to maneuver everyone over to where they need to be so that when the time comes, they'll be exactly where I want them. You may remember that it started through the life of Joseph. Joseph was despised by his brothers. They hated him so much, they wanted to get rid of him. And when the opportunity came, they sold him for 20 pieces of silver into slavery. Slave traders took him to Egypt. He was there in Egypt in the house of Potiphar. Eventually, Potiphar's wife lied about Joseph, and Joseph was thrown into prison. Can you imagine how Joseph must have felt? I mean, here he was. He was serving God. He was loyal and faithful to God. But now, all of a sudden, this loyalty pays off with jail time. You know, had it been me in that position, I believe I would have been thinking to myself, God, what do I have to do to please you? What do I have to do to, to make you love me enough to take me out of these situations? But what I would have not seen was the fact that God works through adversity. I would have missed the entire picture how God was working through the difficulties among Joseph's life. How God was going to take him from that position in jail and maneuver him to second in command over the entire land of Egypt where he would use that position to save the nation of Egypt as well as his own family from death by starvation. God had a plan for Joseph's life. But understand this, the plan that God laid out, he was telling Abraham about, went much further. In fact, 400 years passed where Joseph was. The Bible tells us that God brought the children of Israel into Egypt for the purpose of delivering them into slavery to Pharaoh. Sounds cruel. Sounds inhumane. And yet God had a plan and a purpose for what was happening. And you may remember we talked about the fact that 
Pharaoh took away a tangible item from the children of Israel. He took away something that they used to make bricks, something that they used as slaves in order to please Pharaoh. But when Pharaoh took away something tangible, God used it to redirect the focus of the children of Israel onto something that God wanted them to see that was left, and that was their relationships. And we talked about how God takes away sometimes or allows things to be taken away from us so that he can redirect our focus. Now, not all the time when things are taken away, like finances or health or family or whatever it may be, relationships. Not all the time when things are taken away or when things go away, is that punishment from God or is it God disciplining us for different things? We understand that that may just be life happening. I mean, life does happen, and people do die. People do lose jobs. This is just the way things happen in our world. But even through the course of these difficulties, God wants to take us from where we are to allow us to eventually stop grieving over the loss, to redirect our focus onto what's left, to begin to see how important these things are that God has left for us. God was working through the children of Israel. But now it was time for the children of Israel to leave Egypt. It was time for them to come out. Now you've got to remember that the children of Israel did not know how this was going to happen. I mean, when they were looking at the situation, all they knew is that if delivery was up to them, they were in a big mess because Pharaoh was a great problem for them. Not only was Pharaoh a big problem, but Pharaoh's army was a big problem. They knew even though that there was two plus million of them, that there was no way for them to organize in such a great way that they could possibly do battle with Pharaoh's army. So if coming out of Egypt was up to them, they were in a mess. It's interesting because Joseph found himself in the same situation. And Joseph was there in prison. And Joseph could do absolutely nothing about the prison bars. He could do absolutely nothing about the lie that was told on him by Potiphar's wife. He could do absolutely nothing about the slavery he had found himself in. He could do absolutely nothing about the hatred that his brothers had for him. Joseph was in a real mess. And even though he tried to orchestrate his release by talking to one person that was going to be released, he said, remember when you leave? He had done everything he could, but he was still in prison. You know, it works the same for us. Maybe you haven't noticed it, but when we're having difficulties with finances, it's a real problem because we can't print our own money. When we've got problems with health issues, it's a real problem because we can't heal ourselves. When we've got problems in the area of, of relationships, it's a real problem because we can't mend those relationships by ourselves. When we come into crisis and difficulty and problems that seem like they're going to cave us in and overwhelm us in every aspect, we're in a real mess if getting out of that depends on ourselves. But isn't it a blessing to know that before God brought them into slavery, he had already told Abraham, but one day, I'm going to bring them out of that. And when I bring them out, I'm going to bring them out greater than they went in. You see, Pharaoh was not a problem for God. Pharaoh's army was not a problem for God. God simply washed them away in the sea. The jail cell that Joseph was in was not a problem for God. 
The slavery issue was not a problem for God. Potiphar's wife that lied on Joseph was not a problem for God. The hatred that Joseph's brothers had for him was not a problem for God. And listen to this. Neither is our finances, our health issues, our problems in relationships, and the crises that we face on a daily basis. These things are not a problem for God. God has them all under His control. And you know what? God is telling us through the process of these difficulties in our life, I just want you to be patient. I just want you to wait on the Lord. Wait and see the workings of God in your life. I want you just to step back and remember that I've got a plan and a purpose for what's happening in your life. Yes, these walls look difficult to overcome. It looks like there's no way through it. But remember, it's not up to you to get you out of this. It's up to me. Well, when it came time for God to deliver the children of Israel, what I think was pretty neat in how God did it was that he didn't use the children of Israel. Uh, remember that there were two million plus of them, and God could have easily organized them into a great army. God could have brought them into the position to where God had them stand against Pharaoh, and they could have wiped out Pharaoh's armies. Now, it would have certainly been a great war. But with God working, he could have accomplished that. That's not the way God decided to do it. God didn't want them to come out on the other side and say, look at what we did. Man, we fought a great battle. Wasn't that amazing how we beat Pharaoh? And so God just decided to use items he found laying around the countryside. Do you remember what he used? Frogs, lice, flies. And God took these things, among others, and used them to deliver Israel out of Egypt. You see, God didn't need their help. In fact, God didn't want their help. When it comes to our problems, God doesn't need our help to get us out of them. So many times we try to scheme and plan and direct things in our own way, and we only mess them up worse. And God's saying, if you'll just wait, if you'll just wait patiently on me, I know the plans I've got for you, the plans to prosper you and not to harm you. If you'll just wait, if you'll just be patient, I'm going to bring you through. And I'm going to give you power that you didn't have before. I'm going to make you greater than you were when you went into it. Just wait. Be patient. Just wait. I also find it interesting that God did not allow them to go a minute before the time had come. It could be that they were crying out, God, you've got to get us out of this. You've got to get us out of this. And God could have seen the pressure coming from Pharaoh. And he could have said, oh, no, I didn't see that happening. Uh, oh, what am I going to I guess I better release them early. Hmm. No. God saw that they were under more and more pressure. God saw that the problems were so overwhelming in their lives. And God said, yes, I know it, but I'm doing something. And you've got to go the full term. There's no easy way out of this. You've got to go the full term. You've got to go until the time is right. Then I'm going to bring you out. Children of Israel failed to understand that. I believe in the back of their minds as a result of what was happening in their lives that they simply believed God brought them into this process to destroy them. He brought them in to kill them right there. And yet God all the time had made the promise, I I'm not bringing you here to, de to desert you, to abandon you. I've got you here for a purpose and eventually I'm going to bring you out. 
And when they came out, they certainly came out greater than they went in, greater in number, greater financially. They had, had taken from the, the Egyptians. They willingly gave it to them just to get them out of the land. But I want you to see something that I think is so important. Because what we find is God talking to the children of Israel through Moses talking to Pharaoh. The children of Israel were there when Moses first went in before Pharaoh. Moses said, Pharaoh, God says, let my people go that they may go out and celebrate and feast to me. Later on, we find Moses saying, Pharaoh, God said, let my people go that they may serve me. Exodus chapter 8, verse 1, Moses said, Pharaoh, God said, let my people go that they may worship me. You see, God had a plan and a purpose for what was going on in the lives of the people. God had a purpose for what was going on in the midst of the slavery. God had a purpose for what they were facing under the great pressure and difficulty of life as slaves in Egypt. God had a plan and a purpose, but God had a greater purpose on the other side. Herein lies a great problem for the children of Israel. See, while God had orchestrated their release... God had set them up to see Him doing just that. The children of Israel had experienced this overwhelming power of God in their lives and in their situation. They had seen God do miraculous things so that they could be released from Egypt. They had seen Pharaoh go from so hard and so dead set against releasing them to saying, Just get out. Just take your people and go. And if that wasn't enough, once God had delivered them from the land of Egypt, the people of Israel had come to the Red Sea, were wondering what was about to happen because Pharaoh's army was approaching with intent to destroy them. And there they were, stuck between the water and Pharaoh's army, nowhere to turn. They had the opportunity and the privilege to watch God open the sea up and then be able to walk across on dry land. And if that wasn't enough, they watched God then bring the... Pharaoh and his armies into the sea and destroy their enemy in one fell swoop. They saw all of that. God had said, Pharaoh, I want you to let my people go so that when I get them out on the other side, they will serve me. Pharaoh, I want you to let my people go so that they will feast and celebrate me. Pharaoh, I want you to let my people go so that they will worship me on this other side. And the children of Israel had all of this built up in which they should be worshiping God. They had seen God do so much in their behalf. They had seen God deliver them from their problems. But they missed the whole thing. Missed it all. Missed it all. It is here that we read now in the book of Hebrews... Chapter 13, verses 15 through 19, and then chapter 14, verse 3. God is talking to us through the writer of the book of Hebrews, and he says, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who, having heard, rebelled? Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now with whom was he, was he angry forty years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? But to those who did not obey. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. So I swore, God said, in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. They had seen God working firsthand. They had watched God do miraculous things. 
And yet when the opportunity came for them to worship God, instead of worshiping God, the Bible says that they griped and they complained. And at one point they even wanted to kill their leader. They had their chance and they missed it. And as a result of not being patient, as a result of not learning through the difficulties, as a result of not allowing God to get the glory that He deserved from the worship they should have been giving to Him, God said, you will never, never enter into my rest. You see, God wanted to take them from the land of Egypt. He wanted to take them a seven days journey into the place that He had promised to give them. It was their promised land. This was the exit. This was the way to go. And God said, along the way, I want you to worship and I want you to praise me. I want you to give me the glory that I deserve for what I've done in your behalf. The children of Israel missed it. For the next 40 years, they wandered around in the wilderness until every one of them had died one by one. They missed it. Now here's my question for us. What will we learn from this? I mean, are we going to learn from what we've heard? Are we going to hear that the children of Israel were brought into this by the hand of God, that God would not desert them, that He would not abandon them, that He had orchestrated it and maneuvered them to exactly where they needed to be so that He could bring them out on the other side greater than they were when they went in? Will we hear that God had a plan and purpose for what was happening in their lives? That He wanted to push the pressure on them a little bit harder so that when He came out, brought them out on the other side, they would be stronger and they would be more powerful for Him. Will we hear that God was doing all of this and the children of Israel would watch God do wonderful things and yet they turned their back on God and as a result, God said, you'll not get any more of the blessings that I had for you. You've got all you're going to get. And after hearing, will we learn? Will we learn from what God has shown us in the Scriptures? Will we then, when entering into times of trouble and difficulties, will we see what's coming? Will we understand this is hard? I don't understand it. I don't know how to get out of it. I don't know how long it'll last. I don't know how long it's going to hurt. But God, I trust you. I'm just going to wait patiently on you. Or will we become impatient? Will we become impatient and turn our backs on God and fail to give Him the glory and the honor and the worship that He deserves? You know, I have to believe that we're people who will learn from others' mistakes. I have to believe that we're not going to allow something like that to take place in our lives, but that we will take the difficulties that come on us and we will see them as opportunities to give God glory. We will see the pressures and the problems developing, understand that God is working in our lives, understand that God is wanting to take us from where we are to where He wants us to be, to make us greater, to make us more powerful, to put us in a position of greater usefulness. That God wants to do all of that through our lives. And as a result, we will give God glory. So what do we do through the process? We let patience have its perfect work so that we may be mature and complete, lacking nothing.